Mm, it's been so long since I've actually podcasted, so we're going to just kind of roll into this one. Sweet. Because usually I have like this full intro that I do, but the intro's lame as shit, so it's just kind of like, we're going to forget about it. We need to come up with a new intro. Lots of jumping jacks and somersaults from like American Ninjas. No. And I'll be like, live, man. Amplified. <laughs> Actually, the, 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 the microphone drops into the announcer. <laughs> Actually, that I did have something very similar to that. Uh, I had the Bruce Buffer sound bit from like when he does like the boxing intros, and my buddy messaged me. He's like, "Dude, you can't use that. He's gonna sue your ass." And I'm like, "We're a podcast that gets like a hundred views. So you he, can't be like, let's get ready to podcast." I mean, we probably could do something very similar to that. And actually, I might use that sound bit. <laughs> might use that sound bit. Jeff, note, take it. But sitting here with Punk Rock Kelly from, well, you're from like a lot of different things. Uh, jack of all trades, master of none. I love that saying. My favorite saying. Um, but you're, we're sitting here in my little apartment here in Tallahassee, Florida. It literally looks like a casting couch room from Pornhub. <laughs> it's the white walls, I know. But it hey, is. you know what? We if look. the couch was actually black and not brown. You mean if I had brought my couch from Roswell? That yes, little that uh, one. That one broke, so we... The, the, no. They could have come in. Oh, no, that's probably the neighbors. Oh, well. <laughs> um, no, that little black one, yeah. Yeah. It broke. All it needs is teacher on casting couch. Yeah. Isn't that how they all start? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but, Teacher trying out for new job. <laughs> I'm not going to go into those jokes. It's way too soon. It's not even <laughs> noon yet. So, But like I said, good thing I had my phone on this morning because I was totally expecting you not to be here till like four Man. Then you send me a text message at 7 in the morning like, hey, we're almost here. I tell you what, it's really cold up north. Yeah. And so there was a lot of motivation to put as far behind us the cold as possible. Yeah. Well, you guys came, you guys drove from Minneapolis. Yes. And you guys left yesterday? When did you guys leave? Uh, we left Friday morning. Okay. It's what, Sunday morning? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so... Shit, I gotta go to work tomorrow. Shit. I don't. Fuck I'm you. I'm going to the beach tomorrow. <laughs> That's why I came to Florida. Yeah. Well, you came to Florida for other reasons, but... See True. your family. See your family, I'm sure. True. But it just happens to be that they're on the beach. Yeah. And they're in uh, Tampa or Sarasota? Uh, actually, my family lives in Fort Myers. Fort Myers. Oh, yeah, that's right. other family... Uh, through the band life that is very dear to me in Tampa as well. That's cool. And, you know, I'm to be honest with you, like, Florida's a second home to me. Um, I have family all over the state. I have friends all over the state, people very close to me, people very close to the band. Uh, the Sunshine State sends lots of love to the, to the DRP. DRP Nation. Yes. That's what's up. Yeah, it's a... Uh... I had a buddy actually just moved to uh, Minneapolis. I think he leaves like this week. I was like, dude, are you fucking serious? You know how cold it is in Minneapolis? Yeah, right? he picked the wrong week. Yeah. Because he's always, he's always, he's a bigger guy and he's like, well, I hate the cold, but I don't want to sweat. 
And it's like, well, then you just need to go to like San Francisco. Yeah. But, um, you know, and he ends up going to uh, um, Minneapolis because of his job. And it's like, okay, I mean, you're going to freeze your ass off, but that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know why I left Cal. I mean, I do know why. Okay. I'm not going to get into why. Yeah. I left California to go to Minnesota in February, but it was not a good idea. It was not. Yeah. But then you decided to come down to Florida. I did. I had some family business to take care of in uh, Minnesota, and uh, we took care of that. And then we decided to come visit some family down here. And then we go back up to Minnesota for a couple of weeks, actually like 10 days before we go back to California and uh, start gearing up for our next big dirty reggae punk show. Nice. And harvest season. Planting season. Planting season. Yes. That, because you're farmers. You're respectable farmers. Um, yeah. I, I mean, we, we are part of a team of farmers. Yes. You know, uh, we, do, we do a lot of different things. Um, sometimes we're, like, not farming. We're just making products. Yeah. So, <laughs> making medicine. Yes, yes. So California recently went full recreation. Yeah. As of the first of the year. Yeah. And uh, the operation that we work with is uh, is is sticking strictly to medical permits. Nice. And so they're they're going to keep uh, on track to keep the medicinal grade of things affordable for the patients who need it to um, get by day to day. Yeah. You know, not. I, you know, I mean, it's it's debatable on whether that is survive or not, but it definitely yeah. gets them through their day-to-day life. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. But you guys, uh, guys aren't down here for any real band business, maybe? No, we're going to play some music, I'm sure. We don't really go anywhere without playing music, I don't yeah. think. I mean, there's guitars in the car. Always. Always. <laughs> just um, just you like know, I always have camera gear in the car. Right. And, you know, we do have a, a, a rotational member with us who, who plays some percussion. So, you know, there may be a unplanned Dirty Reggae Punk show on St. Petersburg Beach tomorrow. If you're there. Hint, hint. Wink, wink. Um, I was thinking maybe uh, about trying to to see if there's any like open mics in the area it's been a long time since i've been able to sneak into an open mic as like Mm -hmm. just a normal patron and not play a show yeah and uh i think the last one we did was actually on the tour last spring in north carolina we snuck into one and did a little open mic thing and nobody really knew we were coming it was really awesome we actually played as the whole band yeah and uh on our day off and one of the people in the band that was a session player at the time, he was like, are we playing tonight? And I said, no, we're just hanging out with some friends. And he said, no, we're playing tonight. And I'm like, no, we're not. Today's our day off. And yeah, like three hours later, we were on a stage. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> I love it. Um, so you guys are um, kind of regrouping after the last time we 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 met yeah regrouping is uh the is understatement one, of the is one way i mean there's definitely been some serious member changes uh going on which is pretty pretty standard in dirty reggae punks uh we're a pretty free flowing group people come and go 
Um, some people stay in long term and just kind of float and show up at shows when they can. And mm -hmm. um, the last member changes were a little more serious. It was people who had been with the band for a while and um, parted ways for reasons, numerous reasons. Um, some good, some bad, which is part of tour life. Yep. Which is why Hashtag, we were together last time. Hashtag tour life. You know, working on the the documentary film. And all that content will be shown. So watch for hashtag Tour Life coming out when I, I, when Live and Amplified starts releasing that information. I will I will I will say that because of you, I fit in a lot more with when we're sharing road stories. Mm -hmm. Because I go to the being chased off the Navajo Indian Reservation oh, is always man. my go-to story. That was a story. That's definitely a story. More uh, more told by Jake than me, I think. Yeah. Um, you know, that guy had a rough night that night, and yeah, it, it was too bad. It was unfortunate that that kind of stuff happens in the music community still. Yeah, well, I mean, and, I, I think I think there was some other stuff going on that we weren't aware of, but I probably mean, I, I still I, don't feel like anyone should ever be assaulted. Yeah, you yeah. know, nobody should ever have to get hurt to play music and provide a release of entertainment for anybody. So yeah. You know, the, the life on the road isn't easy, and people commonly mistake it as, like, a giant party, yeah. and they don't know what goes on behind the scenes, and which is why we started shooting Tour Life, to really yeah. showcase the, the real lifestyle behind it and how it's not something you just do for a weekend. It's literally how you live your life. So you mean it's a good thing I didn't film any of the uh, hot springs? I'm trying to remember that time of the hot springs, but, you know, did it get dirty? No, it didn't. It, <laughs> it, no, it was just, it, it's stuff like that that we have to answer to because it makes it seem like we do nothing but just dick around and have a good time. Right. Well, you have to do that. Yeah. And what they don't see from the hot springs is the fact that we had been on the road uh, for, for four time. months before that, breaking our backs. Yeah. Well, so you, like, more, you more than us. I think we had. I think we literally just joined you. Yeah, you guys have, but you guys were along with us to follow what we were doing. Yeah. And at that point, my body needed it. Yeah, like I needed to soak in that and and release some tension. And, and we try to do that sometimes. That's part of touring. You have to enjoy a few parts of the day. You can't just drive all yeah. the time. Yeah, that's that's the issue that I struggle with, especially when we're out on the road. Like we went up into Utah, mm -hmm. and we had fully planned on stopping a couple places on the way up to Salt Lake from Roswell up to Salt Lake because mm -hmm. it was like, I mean, how often are we going to be up here? Right. Like, but once I get on the road, it's like, I kind of just want to get where we're going. You know, I'm a culprit for that too. It's all work and no play yeah. when I'm on a scheduled tour. And it, it's like it's not so much that it's all work and no play. It's we're on the road and we have a dead like we we had one day to get from Roswell to Salt Lake. Right. Which to normal people it's a long trip, but to people like you and me that have done this for a little while that's an easy one day trip. Yeah. Easy it, one day trip. Long drives are kind of part of the lifestyle. Yeah. And that's what I meant by all work and no play. It's like getting to that deadline and making sure that that commitment is held up. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, as you saw, we went to the hot springs after the show. Yeah. Yeah. We, you know, the time that we needed to wind down was where we went and, and hung out instead of 
partying until they turned the lights on at the bar. We went and soaked our bodies. Yeah. I don't think we drank at all that entire week we were out. I don't think I, anybody drank. I don't drink, you know. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I, the, the most... The the only time that people cut loose really was in like lot big Vegas. Yeah. But we were there for a few days. Right. So it was just kind of like the time commitment wasn't the same. We were in the same location for two or three days. And yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, and you know, I mean, sometimes we get the opportunity to cut loose, and sometimes we don't. But either way, I'm you know I'm not really a big drinker. I do too much driving around, and you know nobody should be driving drunk ever and so um i i stick to that and uh because of the fact that i don't drink i usually typically drive the band van out no matter what and i take that responsibility myself as a volunteer there it is test okay i'm back in all right me too yep no you were always good i just lost my mic all right because i got this stupid on off switch that has never been deactivated need some duct tape on that thing yeah pretty much um but no it's vegas man that was just a blast um actually you know i mean i i'm not gonna lie i had a couple of drinks in vegas after we left after you guys left yeah. um well i mean that was a different scenario different situation but. well it, it was really funny and the scenario and the situation is a pointer for anybody who's in vegas in july yeah with a pet yes because i tour everything with my road dog the spotted outlaw and she is really great on the road but when it is 120 degrees out in the desert with 90 percent humidity we either have to leave the van running with the air conditioning on yep. all the time and that barely keeps up or we have to bring her in yeah and so after everybody left and we checked out of our hotel from Chromacon, mm-hmm. we uh we went to a pet friendly casino and they serve you free coffee and alcoholic beverages oh nice as long as you're gambling yeah I, well i think that's kind of the uh common but it was a pet friendly hotel with air yeah. conditioning so we brought in the dog and we're touring musicians so yeah. we're poor yeah you know we don't have money to drink in a casino yeah you don't have money to gamble in a casino but that either but we did each have a dollar that we could put in the machine so we were like penny slotting one penny row at a time yeah getting free cups of coffee free bloody marys <laughs> you know so i ended up having a couple free bloody marys that day that's funny just to switch it up so i didn't have like coffee gut all all oh. day in the casino but yeah. we sat there for like six hours waiting for somebody's flight yeah so that they weren't just sitting in an airport chair twiddling their thumbs you yeah. know and yeah. uh you guys went on and finished the tour as much as you could. We did. We, we finished the tour uh, despite the fact that uh, the the person that was drumming at the time left us hanging in Vegas and, yeah. uh, you know, again, covered in hashtag tour life. Yeah. But uh, long story short, he decided he didn't want to be in the band anymore. Yeah. And we just keep moving because that is like That's as normal life. as breathing. Yep. So you, um, last, well, I mean, we've talked periodically since July. Um, I actually don't think I've seen you since July. I don't think so. Cause then, yeah. Cause let's see, it was last February we met 
And then I met you last May in Rockford when I was up for my grandpa's funeral yep. situation. And then we met in July. For UFO Fest is where we hooked up, did yep. the, the filming for Tour Life. and that, Totally then... platonic, no physical relation hooking up. No, yes. no, 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 none of that. I have a wife. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, no, it's because I know... Um, Originally, we had talked about going to Chromacon in Colorado. Yes, and what happened there is uh, we're still playing that date. What, it, that's the 420 date? It is the 420 date, but they decided to not do Chromacon because they couldn't get it together in time okay. with all of the uh, acts because there's probably lots of comic book conventions going on yeah. at that time. It's spring fever. And, and so um, we're playing... The on 420 at the Speakeasy Cannabis Club and Vape Lounge, Speakeasy Vape Lounge and Cannabis Club. Also, they have a vintage video game room that is off the hook. Oh, and Nagel will love it. Oh, he does every time we go there. And these guys are absolutely fantastic, they are the nation's first licensed and legal public cannabis club. Oh, nice or venue. Yeah. So it's a dry bar. It's a perfect setting for me because I smoke cannabis, but I don't drink. Yeah. And so um, it's in a it's in a state that I I can I can live my life freely and do what you gotta do and, and do what I gotta do. And um, so we're playing 420 Speakeasy Vape Lounge in Colorado Springs, Colorado, on 420. I heard Lazy Bone of Bone Thugs and Harmony was uh, rumored has it. He's playing that weekend as well. Well, because he was originally supposed to play. I think he was supposed to be at the Comic Con we were at. I think he was originally on that bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think so. I think it was Afro Man and Little oh, no, Flip. Yeah, yeah, it was Afro Man. And they both bailed. Let me just say, when all of the well, headlining they, acts didn't show up, who was still standing there at headline? Yeah. Well, to be fair, they didn't know what was going on. I mean, um, you know, they got, I, things got little, things got a little. I really don't know why they canceled or why they didn't perform. Bottom yeah. line is, is I can't speculate. I don't have the details. Yeah. All I know is that I went from uh, opening uh, opening warm up slot to a headlining slot real quick. Yeah. And we stuck out the show, and I absolutely love those guys and the hard work they put in. Yeah. Over there at the Speakeasy, they did a wonderful job with Chromacon in Vegas. The problem that they had was Vegas. Got really, it. really hosed them on the permits. The hotel hosed them on the well, venue. They, they, they were dealing with a lot of new issues that had never existed before. Yeah, and it was, it was a lot of red tape in the politics of Vegas. Not to yeah. mention, um, Nevada ran out of cannabis. Yeah. Uh, that weekend, so like, of course, yeah. as much as like the whole state didn't want to recognize how many people were going to be on board for cannabis, yeah. they they ended up running out. Yeah. That so many people came out of the woodwork. So, um, goes to show you what happens when, you know, you spend fifty years putting someone in prison for a whole lifetime for a seed and then yeah. legalize it. Yeah. You're gonna run out in a week, guaranteed. Yeah. Yeah. It was so, definitely a good time. Um, and you guys have been. Working on uh, new projects since then, some new, new music, new. Yeah, we've been working on. Well, let's back up a little bit here. Yeah. 
Now I'm talking because I know I thought you'd been uh, writing for DR for Dirty. I I have been writing okay. for DRP, and I wanted to back up for that part because um, we did wreck our tour bus last fall. Yeah. In August. Yeah. And we totaled it on the I-80 in Lovelock, Nevada. Okay. I didn't want. I didn't know how much further you wanted to go into i i'd like to talk about that i guess because it's such an important thing i mean there's really you know some things that like i'll talk about in the tour life interviews about like necessity for touring but as far as it goes like crashing out there is a real possibility for any band at any time yeah uh live and amplified recently had some kind of nightmare on yeah shortly after that they had their gear stolen from their van uh before Oh, before? Yeah, it was before. Okay, it was before. So at least they got the gear together to do Live and Amplify. But these things happen. You crash, you get robbed, you know, um, your van starts on fire, your trailer starts on fire, you know, something happens. Something can always happen. And um, the most important thing about our crash is that everyone was okay. Yeah. And when I heard heard about it, because I don't remember exactly what I was doing or what was going on. I think I just saw maybe you or Nagel post something on Facebook about it. Yeah, it probably wasn't me. I, I kind of left it off social media at first. Okay. Um, some people started to go find me. I did have to release information because we were on our way to play um, Milwaukee Punk Fest. Yeah. And uh, we never made it to that show because we got stranded in the desert. For You were there for a while. Uh a whole week we were yeah. stuck in a hotel there or a motel it wasn't even a hotel it was the only place we could get into and uh it was it was a an interesting experience it was yeah. through the eclipse um as far as it goes injuries on the scene were uh one person in the other car w- had a, had a cut injury that was butterfly taped shut yeah no stitches my wife was also taken uh to the hospital because um Panda had burns all over her neck and chin from the airbags and yeah. some seatbelt lacerations. Yeah. And those were the two major, major concerns on the scene because yeah. those were the visible injuries. Um, I ended up bouncing around the van and hit, hitting Amanda's seat at roughly 80 miles an hour yeah. as I flew across the van because I was sleeping in a bunk at the time. And uh, so it left me... Uh, mandatory walking with a cane mm-hmm. no matter what um, I was walking with a cane due to previous injuries before that just to yeah. make it easier for the long hauls but then uh, I I really couldn't even get out of bed for a oh. whole month after yeah. that accident and so we did move to a, a mountainside in California where we just kind of took the winter off yeah. and not only um did we all take a chance just to heal our brains and our bodies? But we also sat down and started writing on this mountain, and we've we've officially have seven new songs for a, a ten song album. Nice. That um, we're working on finalizing and composing the rest of these seven songs to be ready for studio. Mm-hmm. And then we just have a couple more songs we're gonna write, and then we're gonna be hitting the studio for. Uh, our new DRP album, hopefully okay. before the end of this year. Nice. That'll be fun. So in the meantime, I have been working on other projects too, which yeah. are super secret. Yeah. But what I can say is that um, it's going to be a whole new approach than what I've been doing. Yeah. And we're going to step outside of the box. 
Um, some of it's going to be, it's, it's really going to tie back to my roots yeah. and, and, and some of the things I love, um, from growing up and it's a, a, a little side project that's not going to take away from DRP. Yeah. Um, if anything, we'll just perform the side project as an opening act if need be. Yeah. Kind of like the uh, setup you had with a uh, pop shot there originally. Yeah. Or, or, or when we first met, not the, originally. The, the, yeah. The other, for our spring tour last year, 2017 spring tour, we did do the double tour with pop shot where I played in that band as yeah. well. And, uh, but with this new side project, it is something that I'm going to tour with when DRP is not on the road because, yeah. um, with the loss of our van, we're not able to tour as hard as we did in 2017. Yeah, you guys toured constantly. We put on 45,000 miles in six months. Yeah. So, um, up until we wrecked the van. Yeah. And uh, we probably would have just kept going. Yeah. And we would have never stopped. And we'd be totally exhausted. I'd be sitting here a skeleton right now or something. Um, but yeah, so uh, this new project will will tour on the side of DRP or with DRP, yeah. depending on how it goes. And live and amplified will be the first to know when that stuff hits the scene. Always glad glad we're glad we were able to link up. I don't even remember. Yes, I do. I'm lying. Uh, I remember uh, you got you were playing Burt's. Burt's Tiki Lounge. Yeah, you guys were playing Burt's and... Funny story that is. Okay. That's a, this is a really weird story how we met, and it, it's kind of cool. Because... Maybe people I've, don't care. I've never been... Like, I've never been to... I don't think I've ever been to any shows in Albuquerque. Maybe, like, some... Like, for other reasons, there was bands playing in Albuquerque. Well, I do have to say that night we played to uh, like a couple making out in the corner and like four other people. Oh, sorry. One of them was the sound guy sweeping the floor. I'm pretty sure. Um, <laughs> Fantastic. I love we it. we did not have a good show that night as far as turnout goes at Bert's Tiki Lounge, but Bert's Tiki Lounge was a super awesome venue. Yeah. And I think if we would have had the right promotion and the right bands on yeah. the bill. Um, the problem that we had is none of the bands stuck around after their set. Yeah, that's a, that's none, a common occurrence, though. That's like none of the bands brought anybody either. Okay. And so, not only did they only come play to an empty room and then leave, they didn't. They also didn't bring anybody. There's certain scenarios where you know you hear all the time like, "Oh, I got to work in the morning." Yeah. And like commonly, there's something like a barista, so they work at an espresso bar and yeah. they still can't get up early. Yeah. Life of a musician. Mm -hmm. But um, you know that there's always like an excuse: kids at home, don't have a babysitter or something. So yeah. there's these common things. But at least at Bert's Tiki Lounge, the bands we played with were honest. They yeah. were like, they looked me dead in the eye and they said, "We can't stay. We did too many drugs last night. We're going home." Okay. So, you know, you got to at least give them credit for being honest. Yeah. yeah. Drugs are bad. Okay. Right. Um, but, yeah, anyway, um, Burt's Tiki Lounge, really awesome club. But we had a really hard time finding anyone who would play with us. So the problem was is that um, the local bands didn't like one of the staff members so they were boycotting the place for some attire that one of the staff members wore one night i don't even remember all the drama 
but I was trying to find bands that would play with us. And so I found a list of reviews on Google or something for Burt's Tiki Lounge. And no, it was on Facebook. I think it was on Facebook. Yeah, it was probably. Yeah. It was on Facebook. And I came across a review from a guy. I don't even remember it was his name. Uh, Brock. Brock. Yeah. I, and, and I just like commented on his review because he said he was from Roswell. Yeah. And I was like, well, I'm currently looking for bands for this. And he's like, man, I moved to Texas. But if you're looking for a band in New Mexico, hit up this guy, Tom, and this guy, Jeff. Yeah. And, you know, as usual, Tom got back to me and Jeff, I didn't hear from him for two weeks. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> That's what know. happens when you're a sound tech and your head's always in headphones. Yeah. It's the struggle is real, man. Because yeah. <laughs> especially when it comes to like when bands start asking me technical questions. It's like, you got to talk to Jeff. I have no fucking clue. Like, I mean, I... I it, it was really great, though, because, like, you guys didn't link me with any bands for Bird's Tiki Lounge, but we ended up hooking up for Live and Amplified yeah. in Roswell, and yeah. the rest has been history. And actually, I think we were originally supposed to meet the day before, because we were supposed to go up to the mountain for something completely yes. different. Yes. We, we were supposed to do another right... Um, I don't know if you I, guys were doing some video shoot up there. Yeah, we were or trying to, do, to. We were trying to set up another video shoot, but the band wasn't, or like band had a last minute cancellation. So it's like, well, we're not going to drive all the way up to the mountain. For Shout out to my boy Todd at the mountain, though. Yeah. yeah. If, if you want to know one of the coolest motherfuckers in the house venue scene, yeah, it's the mountain. Yeah. With Todd. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Because we did finally get to go up there in July. Yeah. It was a little bit of a pain in the ass for me to get around, but... Yeah. It happens. Yeah. I mean, sometimes there are, like, some crazy places to get around to, you know? Like, uh... Try going to Skatopia sometime. Yeah. In Ohio, man. They play on, like, the third tier of a skate bowl. And the thing's homemade out of uh, two-by-fours, I hear. So it just sways the whole time while everyone's skating. Oh fuck that! Oh, not going. Not going. <laughs> Ain't happening. Yeah, that I, you know, Skatopia is a, a thing that I haven't been able to get in on yet. It always lands on my son's birthday, and um, he isn't old enough to go to Skatopia yet. I mean, I'm sure he is in Skatopia's eyes, but yeah, I, I don't know that he's officially ready for all that. Yeah, I'd imagine not. You know, it's I've I've seen videos of Skatopia. It's complete anarchy, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the whole camp is, is built on a mountain yeah. for anarchy. I was uh, introduced to it through the uh, Bam Margera's Viva La Bam. Yeah. When they were going down to, uh, where they were going to Mardi Gras. Yeah. And they stopped at Skatopia. On the, they, they were already in, like, Louisiana. And they're like, wait a minute. Let's go to Skatopia. So they drove, like, 12 hours completely out of the way just to go. Sounds about right. Yeah. And so... But um, I mean, those seem like the guys who would really love Skatopia. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, I think I think uh, my buddy Bill might have helped start Skatopia if I remember the story right with Green Jello. Oh, back in the day, Green Jello plays Skatopia all the time. I don't know about all the time, but occasionally. Nice, nice. I know uh, some of my friends out of Atlanta play Skatopia a lot with Forsaken Prophets, uh-huh. an Atlanta hate city punk band. Badass group of guys. Actually, nice. they're actually about ready to hit 
their tour for Skatopia. Skatopia is coming up this summer. I believe it happens in July. Yeah. That that would be. Yeah. Cool. So, but uh, no, it's fucking. I don't know. That's. We went off on a little side tangent there. That was, yeah, that happens. Um, but uh, no, we we did like backtracking. I feel like that's all we ever do on this podcast is backtrack, backtrack. Um, you need we'll, that little rewind. Yeah. <laughs> so every time you do, you just hit a button. Just isn't that like what you get when you're Joe Rogan? Oh. He, and you're like rewind that, and there's a little guy in a booth who's like. Yeah. He pulls everything up for him. Yeah. That. Oh yeah. He's got the dude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's what Joe Rogan does. But unfortunately, we don't have the budget that Joe Rogan has. That guy makes seventy-five thousand dollars a podcast. You know, that's, that's cool. That's uh, cool. Good for him. I just want him to smoke my hash on the podcast. I just want him <laughs> to donate one episode worth of money. So me? if he gets seventy five thousand dollars, like, I mean, I can't confirm that number, but that's the number that's okay. been around. Let Let's just hypothetically, okay, say that we pulled this number out of thin air. Okay, we made this number up seventy five thousand. Yeah. It's just our guess. Yeah. What does it take for us to get on Joe Rogan's podcast and talk about stuff like aliens? I don't know. I mean. You guys are a podcast out of Roswell. If anyone knows aliens. Yeah, I mean, I could go on. I could, yeah. I mean, I, we could literally debate Tom DeLong. Actually, I want to I want to sit there and have a conversation with his buddy, Eddie Bravo. Yeah? Because he, he's the one of those crazy flat earther people. Oh, yeah. And it's like, I just want to have a conversation with him. Just kind of see what his mindset is on life. Yeah, because I mean, like, just he did I, a. I, I you know I want the fan base from the flat earthers, so I'm gonna keep my opinions to myself on that topic. Okay, I mean I don't have a problem. <laughs> I mean usually our 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 rule is no religion, no politics. I'm not quite sure where flat. That's not a religion or a politic, is it? I'm not quite sure. Is a theory? It's theory. It's yeah. a theological. Um, I mean, I guess you could consider it a religion. It's very cultish. Did you ever see that meme that said that the earth can't be flat because if it was, cats would knock everything off the edge? No, I've never seen that meme. <laughs> never seen that meme. That's an amazing meme, though. It I, is. I could only imagine. That's it is. I saw another one, too, that was hilarious. It was like a solar system. Mm-hmm. And then it had, like, the sun and all the planets coming out. And it was like the sun all the planets but when they got to earth it was just a disc and then the rest of them were all like spheres nice so but we okay we'll move on from the flat earth theory because we don't want to piss anybody off on this podcast no although i feel like we've flirted very closely with pissing people off (laughs) Uh, but um yeah, back to the mountain. Mountain's a cool place. I enjoyed that. Mountain is a good place. Um, 8,600 feet up yeah. in Taos. No, not Taos. Uh, it starts with a T, though. To Harris. To Harris. 
Taos is another place on my mind because uh, some friends of mine just told me they booked a, uh, booked a festival. Earth the Clark is playing Taos so, in June. June, July. June, it's it June. To, if it's before. It's the weekend before UFO Fest, I believe. So it'll have to be June. Yeah, it's the last weekend in June. So that's pretty awesome. They uh, it's it, it's on the reservation. It's a. I don't remember. Oh yeah, they, there is a reservation up there. I don't know. I'm kind of scared to go in the reservation. Well, anymore. this is a different one. This is like a a, a almost more of a, like a, a peaceful spiritual festival. Um, it's not just like a punk show. Yeah. You know these guys. I think uh, it's a charity charitable event where they're donating a bunch to yeah. the community and it's a very uplifting thing yeah it's not a diy punk show where they send you satellite coordinates to get to the location exactly and, and then, like then it's a home or handmade wooden stage uh, yeah i mean i think that if if you're anywhere and you see a band named earth the clark on the bill yeah my only advice is to just get off the couch and go see them nice it's freaking worth it look them up on youtube look them up on facebook they are an amazing group of people nice and very talented musicians and Dirty Reggae Punks and Earth the Clark go back pretty far because on our very first tour, we were put on a metal bill in Rockford, Illinois. Okay. And it was two metal bands and two other bands. All right, and you were the one You were the headliner. Okay. And Earth the Clark was the opener. Okay. And then we had two metal bands in between us. Oh, shit. Okay. And it was a very eccentric lineup. Uh-huh. And, uh... It was my first time being there with my own band. Okay. I'd been there when I was with Primer 55. It's how I heard of the venue. Yeah. And so um, we, I watched this band open for us. They weren't even the same group of people that, that's in it now. And I was just blown away by their energy and their sound. It, it's fantastic. And since they put out their first album, The Giving Tree, yeah. I'm... I'm not even lying when I say that when I drive across this country mm -hmm. for 24 to 36 hours straight, yeah. they play more than anyone else in my CD player. Nice. You haven't adopted over to like iPods? Are you still playing the discs? Uh, you know, I guess it'd be on my phone. Okay. You know, hooked up through uh, uh, whatever the situation, like a simulation of different pieces from yeah. gas stations that hook up to like my tape player, yeah. or you know, maybe yeah. just cut out the radio signal. No, I'm just kidding. I have a tape adapter with a <laughs> yeah. little cord that plugs into yeah, my phone. That's cool. No, it's I try and buy. Like I really enjoy the hard copies, but. It's just so much easier to upload everything to my phone. I, I have so many hard copies of bands in my van from, like, shows where people give them to us. And, you know, we we put in every single CD yeah. that somebody gives to us. Yeah. And I will be honest, some of you bands need to check them because not all of them play. Yeah. But the ones that do are usually pretty amazing, yeah. even if they're DIY. We, we at least give them a listen. Yeah. And, uh... You know, we'd already seen them live, so we've pretty much made up our mind already because that's where the rubber meets the road is yeah. at the live show. There was actually one band slash musician, I won't put them on blast here, but they, uh, they, I bought their album 
and the last two tracks were the same track. Like they were listed on the track listing as two different songs, but when you play it, it was the same song, same exact song. And I'm like, Dope! oh, that sucks. <laughs> I oh mean, man. I mean, I wasn't too upset because they they had like a. This was around the holidays, and so it's like, oh, you can buy all three of my albums for like 15 bucks. So I was like, all right, I'll buy all three of your albums for 15 bucks. It's still and so, really important to dot your eyes. And, and cross so, your T's. like, the one song that wasn't on there was on another album because I bought like two LPs and an EP. Cool. And so the one song that was missing off the LP was on the EP. And so it's like, all right, I'm not too mad because I don't yeah, need. You more. still got it. Yeah. But right. you know, it's just one of those things where it's like, check your shit. Yeah. Check your shit. And then, you know, if you're going to send out albums, make sure it's finished. Don't send out half-finished albums. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I haven't, I haven't done. Our first album, I'm not going to lie, I, I'm, I'm nowadays not happy with it at all. Yeah. But I don't think I've listened to your first album. We, I mean, our first album, we literally that, had two concrete walls that met in a corner mm -hmm. and two mattresses for our vocal booth. And, like, he just, like, crammed me in the corner. And we weren't running through a good audio interface. Mm -hmm. It was it was real raw. It didn't get mixed right. I mean, if you, you want to hear garage band status, yeah. that's our first album. And that's uh, smoke, the Smoke Sessions? No, that's Throb in the Woods. Okay. Um, that was our first album dropped in June oh. of 2014. Okay. And Smoke Sessions EP was our second release. And the only reason that wasn't a full album Is... was a member change okay. with one of the original members. Yeah. Came before we actually recorded that EP, and we had uh, about seven songs that we had set aside for okay. the EP, and four of them were done. Yeah, and so we scrapped putting the other three songs together for the EP, and decided to finish that out. So even though he had already quit the band, he finished recording it all. And we had already had Jake in the band, so we gave Jake some parts to, yeah. vocally and things just to be part of it because, like, I had already made that agreement with him. And we, you know, we parted ways with Dirty Reggae Punks on very, very great terms. Mm -hmm. And so it was like our last project together as DRP. We'll still go back and use the studio. Iger Somnia Studios yeah. has done very well yeah um and and they've come a long way since throb in the woods like he was like oh man i have this recording program and i kind of know how to do it yeah and so we threw together throb in the woods just to put out an album yeah i got you but over the first couple of years of the band i really watched evan buckle down with igrisomnia and start investing into it and next thing i know he's got a fantastic home studio there yeah that um the the, the sound quality difference shows from throb in the woods to to smoke sessions it wasn't an engineering problem at all it was just the fact of lack of equipment nice and so i was really happy with the sound of smoke sessions ep now we're working on our third album which will be an op it'll be a full length yeah yeah, yeah. and um right now we have seven songs for it again yes that are done that we've written in the last um Six months, most of them, yeah. um, since last summer. But one of them we did write 
the first song that we finished for the album actually live and amplified was yeah. the only one to exclusively release it that was a uh, silence the violence okay. and we only released that with live and amplified early because of the traumatizing events that happen every time yeah we park in front of a tv we don't watch a lot of tv being yeah. on the road so every time we turn on social media it's like a, or see a TV, somebody's shooting somebody or there's more violence that's affecting communities. Yeah. And um, my whole life, my dad was a musician and I was sitting down, I had this song and it didn't have a name. And I really said, well, I want to name this song Silence the Violence. Mm -hmm. And uh, one of my first guitar teachers, Bogus, he... Uh, he was sitting down with me as I was composing this song and he, he was like well your dad and I wrote a song when you were a kid that was called Silence the Violence but we never released it nice. so I got permission to use the title from a band that my dad was in nice. when I was a child that was one of the reasons why I even got into music nice. and so we named it Silence the Violence and released it with you guys just to you know Get it put up. out our official views that like in order for us to see change we need to stop Mm -hmm. senseless violence and treading water and wash the blood from the streets and yeah. unite as communities and really shut down the media and be one with our neighbors and our brothers and our sisters and yeah. our you know look at life as a family and not uh, just a neighborhood or or a community mm -hmm. you know there's the last half of community is unity yeah yeah so uh, we released that one early, but that will be on the full length coming up. Okay. We'll put out an official studio track. Right now, the only place to see it, though, is on Live and Amplified's channel on YouTube. Yeah. Um, did you want to talk about the the second EP, the one that we're going to release? Or is that... Yes. That, that, um, let's talk about that. Okay. Let's talk about that big time, because that is the probably going to come out before our next album. That'll probably be out... I just talked with Jeff, trying to get him to sit down and focus for 20 minutes to finish anything. It's been a little tricky lately with the kid. I yeah. guess the kid's been sick recently. Um, but I'm hoping within the next month or so we'll have that tracked and ready. Cause, I That'd mean, be great. I'm learning about this too right now. I mean, Because, um, I mean, for the most part, we had it ready to go, but we had forgot... I forgot that we had recorded down with the DRP as well. Like we had, I had the full track mm -hmm. album ready to go. And then what was it like? Probably somewhere around the time I moved down here, you'd asked about down with the DRP. And I, went, and I was like, I don't know if we recorded that one, but and went back into our, our archives and we did. So we got that mixed, mastered, ready to ride. And now we just got to kind of get everything cut. It's really funny because, like, that, like, maybe mandala effect or whatever, mm -hmm. you know? Because, like, I specifically remembered recording a certain set of songs, and mm -hmm. I went back and asked you about them. You're like, that's not what we did. And no, and you know what's funny <laughs> is this. I, re I remembered the song being played. Yep. But because we had done so much recording that day, it kind of got lost in the yeah. the scuffle of things. Yeah, I, like I thought we did other songs that we didn't do um, until I saw you release the videos. It was a surprise to me as yeah. well. And I'm really stoked for the audio to come out as a yeah. new EP with Live and Amplified. Um, 
it'll be the first time anything from our first album, our second EP, and our newest album that's not released has yeah. been completely formatted into a grouping. Yeah. And it's like, in my opinion, some of the best of our work. Yeah. You know? And um, there may or may not be a bonus track on there. For legality reasons, that's all I can say. Fair enough. I think you know what I'm talking about. I do. Okay, good. It'll be labeled bonus track. Yep, that's it. And we do not know anything else. No, nope, nothing. But um, yeah, that'll be available on liveandamplified.net. So yeah. uh, probably next month or so, depending on how fast we can get our shit in gear. Yeah, and you know, if if you don't already subscribe to Live and Amplified's YouTube channel, do that. Yes, Get please. to their website, liveandamplified.net. And if you cannot find your way there because QWERTY keyboards are not your thing, yes, go to dirtyreggaepunks.com and you will also find links to the YouTube channel for Live and Amplified. And uh, when the EP from Live and Amplified comes out, you'll find links to liveandamplified.net through dirtyreggaepunks.com. Yes. Also on our Facebook I, I need and everything to buy, else. I need to buy the .com. So if you're the asshole sitting on .com, I'm coming for you. Just saying it. Just saying it. Putting it out there. Because somebody owns liveandamplified.com, but it's just a template. Yep. Well, I thing. love those people. Aren't they assholes? Yeah. Well, I, I can't complain too much because I was that asshole at one point. <laughs> um, now that the business is officially closed and I am no longer affiliated with them, there was a studio in Roswell that promoted themselves a certain way with a certain website that they did not own. And so I saw a unique business opportunity to go buy up several website URLs and sell them. So that's what I did. Got to eat? Yeah. But they're not selling it. They're just sit sitting on it. I didn't sell this one either oh. because they ultimately ended up just going under a different name hmm. which I almost bought that URL too because they didn't learn from the first time ah. but once you realize that you're paying 30 bucks per URL for a two year contract and not getting anything out of it you kind of stop being a jackass after a while yeah because you know money yeah but no it's a tug on the heart chakra yeah, pretty much. And then, like, you know, karma is a real thing. You got to keep karma in your favor. Yeah. So kind of just, you know, decided not to be that guy anymore. Yeah, probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, that album will be out. Um, let's see, what's the track listing? Silence of Violence. Uh, Brown Seed. Brown Seed. Too Late. Too Late. Uh, um, did we do Jamonkey Man? Uh, Jamonkey Man. And then you and did... And the bonus track. Bonus track, but there's also... Enough Down with the DRP? Down. Too Late. Down with the DRP, Too Late, Brown Seed. Silence of Violence and Jamonkey Man was yeah. our five, and then the bonus track. Yes. So it'll be five, possibly six songs. 
It'll be six for sure. Okay. Just yeah, just kind of the bonus track huh? that we won't advertise. We're not even going to tell you where it's at. It's going to be like forty-seven minutes into the third song. Yeah. We're going to let you listen to 30 some odd It'll be minutes. like a five, six song EP and it's four days long. Yep. <laughs> Deal with it. Deal with it. But um, You'll need a, a one terabyte hard drive just to listen purchase to the disc. Yeah. We're going to have to get those extended play discs. Yeah. Actually, that's another thing I want to do is start printing on vinyl. Ooh. I do have my little... Victrola back here. Yeah, I like vinyl. We uh we did like a five song uh, press on vintage vinyl with Robin the Woods yeah. at a, a place in Wisconsin, uh, Osseo, Wisconsin, with a, a very talented man, Brian Becky, okay, and um, singer songwriter, and uh, yeah, he invited us back to his studio and we cut like five songs off Robin the Woods on vintage vinyl. Nice, nice. And he is one of the four. 1950s RCA record lace that still exist and work in this country. Nice. And so, um, yeah, there's there's not, like, we all just have our copy of the original people now, and whoever bought them, bought them, and that was it. Yeah. There's, like, 22 of them out there or something like that, and they're not even labeled. They're not numbered. They just, just have the zombie raccoon on them. Nice. Because I know we had originally talked about trying to do some... DRP vinyl for tour life. We still can. Okay. I've talked to Brian. Okay. And he has upgraded some things on his system. Okay. And is willing to try to see if we can get a good quality out of it, but we have to send him the audio. Okay. I'll talk to Jeff. Jeff, you're probably not going to edit this. I would probably be me editing this, but if you're listening. Yeah, either way, we'll, uh, we'll hook up with Brian and see what we can do for pressing the EP on vinyl. Yeah. I think that'd be cool. Yeah. Because, I mean, right now we're kind of set up more for digital release just because it's it's a lot easier. It can be hard to stick the vinyl into my CD player in a van, but I'll try to get it to fit. Actually, that would be... No, because then you got to worry about, like, jumping tracks and all that stuff. I was going to say put a vinyl player in your car. That would be rad. Just right on the dash. Yeah. But then you got to worry you hit that pothole, that needle jumps off the record. Yeah. I don't know. I'm hoping I'm out of potholes now that I'm down in Florida. You don't have potholes here in Florida, do you? Yeah, we do. Oh, I thought you guys kept them all in Tennessee. No. <laughs> but I'm. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's like a... that's like paying tolls in Illinois for better roads. It's yeah. just a joke. Yeah. Yeah, that's very true. Very sad but true situation. Like, why do I pay a dollar ninety every time I hit the ninety in Rockford? Oh, yeah. Because so it, I can lose a tire in the potholes 10 yeah. minutes down the road. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's Illinois. They're fucked up. Yeah, but don't skip that toll. Oh, no. No. Because <laughs> they'll come after you. Okay, here's something. If if there's anybody in the toll game listening to this podcast, we need to talk. Yes. Because it's fucking bullshit. Yes. Can I say that? Yes. Okay. Good. Because I was going to anyway. <laughs> but... There's Sun Pass for Florida. Yeah. There's the I Pass for, for Illinois. Illinois. There's the Pennsylvania Pass and the Ohio Turnpike yeah. Pass. There's all these passes. Why isn't there a universal pass? There is not one umbrella company that links them all together and charges your account just like they do. Yeah. Seriously, how yeah. do truckers survive? Well, I think. Well, I know that so, like Florida. 
the Florida Sun Pass, you can use in uh, some other states. You can, but they like I'm not saying that you should be able to use your Florida Sun Pass you in ju- Illinois. I'm saying that United States Tollways or whoever, yeah. I made that name up. That's not a place. That's not a real thing. No. But United States Tollways or some company that you can have that name even. Yeah. I'm cool with it. Just start an umbrella where you charge my little beacon thing from my bank account and yeah. send it out to Florida Pass yeah. or Illinois Pass for me. Don't make me get that shit in the mail. Yeah. I, um, I don't even go home enough to get my mail. The yeah. post office hates me. Yeah. There's... um. I had a similar situation in Dallas. I was we were driving through Dallas, and I didn't realize I went through a toll because they had like the the open, camera ones, yeah, like Massachusetts cam- and Tampa. Yeah, um, I didn't even realize. I really didn't even realize I went through a toll, and like nine months later, my dad because my car was registered in, uh, down here in Florida, and I was living in New Mexico at the time. I probably just incriminated myself, but. Statue of limitations or something. Um, and like nine months later, my dad's like, Hey, you got this bill from the Texas Transport Authority or something to that effect, and you owe them like 87 bucks. And I'm like, What? And it's it, crazy it, when it just starts <laughs> tacking on three dollar fees, yeah, every and, 10 days. And they're like, my dad's like, Did you go through a Dallas? Have you been into Dal- or Dallas lately? And I was like, like almost a year ago, and yeah, it was probably a four dollar toll or something that just, like that. Yeah, it was a four dollar. Basically, what I found out was it's a four dollar toll, and then there was like a two dollar convenience fee because I didn't, ha- I wasn't set up with whatever their deal right. was, and so they just sent me a bill, and because it got lost in my parents' mail, and I f- just kind of forgot to mention it because I wasn't thinking about it. It got lost in their mail, and nine months later, it compounded, and it's like, well, luckily you found it before, yeah, before, Texas, before the Texas Rangers came after me or something. Right. Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris. Um, you know, I, I think I paid a $14 toll once to drive into Brooklyn with the band. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. I was like, fourteen dollars to yeah. drive on these shitty streets. Yeah. I did. I did something very similar when we were coming back from Vegas. Yeah. Um, it was going to either be reroute myself seven hours around Lake Mead and Hoover Dam, or pay a twenty dollar national park fee to, to drive cut through, through to cut through. And I'm sitting there. I'm like, I have a pass sitting on my desk right now that could have just gotten us for free dang and I, so I, when she told me that it was going to be 20 bucks I'm like alright well let me see if I can reroute so I pulled around and you know whatever and it told me it was going to be like a 7 hour reroute and I'm like we're going to spend more in gas money than 20 bucks than 20 bucks right. so here's your 20 bucks you win yep that's how they get you and then we had the idea it's like well since we paid for it we'll stop at Lake Mead we didn't see Lake Mead on the way. Like, no. we, we just blew right past it. There was, like, a little offshoot sign that said Lake Mead this way, and we blew past it. We didn't see it. Yeah, when I paid that $14 toll to get in Brooklyn, I was like, man, that's the highest toll I've ever paid. Yeah. There can't be a toll higher, and then I went to Jersey. Yeah. 
Oh, Talk about like the one place you don't want to go and yeah. still have to pay twenty dollars to get into. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, man, no, this has been good. I I'm glad to see you guys. I wish Jake was down here, but you know, I wish Jake was too. Um, really hoping Jake can fly down and sidekick with you for a day yeah. or two. Yeah, that'd be nice. Um, trying to figure out that entire situation. Um, the cool thing is, is that you don't have to cover the flight. Yeah, Jake's got that. Yeah, that that's which true. makes him ideal for it. And really, you know, uh, Actually, I think I think message me back. To be honest with you, um, with Jake working on his his new film concept and yeah. and trying to get that off the ground, I think. Uh, He's excited just to come pick your brain, yeah, and stuff. So, um, oh, let's see, something about his ID being expired. I will deal with that later. Ah, uh, yes, it is expired. <laughs> we won't air his dirty laundry though. No, he just uh, he he just turned twenty two. Yeah, and so and he for to... some reason in North Dakota they don't expire when you turn twenty one. They yeah, expire true. when you turn twenty two. Yeah, and so since we've been living out in Cali, he just didn't. for some reason didn't go get his new license when he was in North Dakota for the holidays. Yes. So Jake, when you're listening to this, go ahead and just swing that foot right into your own ass, and then uh, hopefully we can get that worked out so you can fly down here. Yeah, but um. Yeah, so I'm, I'll deal with that when we get off here in a minute. If he did, I might kidnap him and just take him home. I actually kind of miss a little shit. Okay. <laughs> I love that kid. Yeah. Um, let's let's talk about uh, some plugs. I'm running out of my energy drink, and like uh, the the ocean is really like. I mean, I can hear it like a yeah. seashell yelling my name. Yeah. So. Uh, Live and Amplified has some stuff coming up uh, next weekend. Oh, yeah. Well, well, let me start from the beginning here because you guys did wake me up at 7 o'clock in the morning. I did. I was, yeah. Um, we got our new episode of Live and Amplified releasing soon. As soon as this ends, I just have to hit publish and probably type in a few things. Uh, that'll be with a CW Ion or Aon, and I always mispronounce his last name, but um, so that'll be releasing here soon. Uh, next weekend we're gonna be busy as shit. We're going out to Pensacola, doing a podcast with Shoot the Thrill, the all-female ACDC tribute band. They're pretty badass. All right. Um, talk to them about ACDC stuff and a little tribute video I want to do. That sounds amazing. I want to, I'll be the first one. I'll say it right here. We want to do a shot for shot remake of the Thunderstruck music video. Originally it was get a band to do it as a cover, but now I'm thinking maybe we just get a tribute band to do it. They're going to know it best. Yeah. Because I, the, the thought process was, well, we want to use it to get, like a band that we work with a lot some publicity but we also don't want to like stigmatize them as the oh they're the acdc guys yeah tribute bands already got that stigma yeah i'm not gonna lie when my kids were little and it would storm yeah back in minnesota like big thunderstorm in the spring or whatever and uh their grandma taught them that every time they heard thunder they would go you've been 
Thunderstruck. And they did that every time they heard Thunder for like two years. It was so annoying and awesome at the same time. That's amazing. So that's, um, that's that's the treasures that Grandma get to leave the the grandkids with huh yeah um then we'll be at uh down down your way tampa area gasparilla music festival the roots are playing i'm really excited man um what am i leaving for i don't know why am i going back to minnesota i don't know i gotta hang out with you in the roots right what day is that it's saturday sunday i think roots play saturday i got an extra pass Oh man, I gotta talk to Gary about him having to work on Monday. <laughs> do what you gotta do. You know, you can call in sick. That's probably um, he. He can. I, my job's going to see the roots. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, they got the roots coming in. Um, there's some other big name. Uh, Spoon, I think. Hmm. Uh, Charlie, uh, Charlie Tuna, who is a founding member of Jurassic Five. Oh, I uh, did see something about yeah, that. Yeah, uh, and uh, I think he's got another guy coming in with him who's also in Jurassic 5, and then a band that I grew up listening to, uh, Ozo Motley. Cool. I fucking love those guys. Um, Sounds like a good time. Yeah, it's it's right, from what I understand, it's like right in the, like a downtown part of Tampa. You had me at the roots. So, I mean, stick around, man. I, I, got, I got, from the sounds of it, Jake's not going to be able to get an ID in time. Uh, we'll talk. Okay. We'll talk. Yeah. What else you guys got going on? Uh, then I'm running this podcast now, apparently. No, I'm no, just kidding. No, no. Uh, <laughs> I just got to make sure he gets his plugs out before I start I mean, talking we, about mine. We, we plug our stuff all the time. So it's like, and our stuff is so by the seat of our pants that it's really hard to plug anything. Because, Should I talk about mine then? Yeah, go for your stuff. Okay. Uh, we did already plug the 420 show, but I'm going to reiterate that. Re- replug it. Yeah, uh, 420 Colorado Springs at the Speakeasy Cannabis Club Vape Lounge, S E V L hashtag on that. And uh, check them out. Give them a like. Uh, if you're in Colorado for 420, come see us. It's going to be a wild time. Yeah. Um, we have. Uh, a show pending in June that I can't talk about until it's official. Okay. Um, and that'll be all plugged on our website and Facebook when we get that going. Uh, we have a Sacramento show in July with uh, a band from Texas, a ska band from Texas. It'll be the first time we've been called as a local Sacramento band. Okay. Okay. Um, and then July 28th, we're at the Lakeport, California Fairgrounds okay. performing with Green Jello. Yes. So I'll be doing double duty that night as we warm up for the oh, legendary bro. shock rocker, Uncle Bill. Yeah. And his chaotic. Well, will band the whole of- band be providing support for Green Jello or just you? The whole band, Dirty okay. Reggae Punks, is, is, is direct support for Green Jello. Okay. And then, you know, I mean. Pretty much everybody in Dirty Reggae Punks will be up on Jello stage anyway. Yeah. So, uh, um, we got that going on July 28th at the Lakeport Fairgrounds in Yolo County, I believe, California. Yeah. It's, uh, it's right there in the mountains between Sacramento and, like, 
Ukiah Willits area. Anyway, uh, really awesome promoter on that. Uh, I went to an autism benefit that he had with Green Jello uh, back in December. And Tom's a fantastic guy. He's doing great things with the community. And he really loves bringing music into it. So that'll be a great time. And then uh, we're also uh, booked for Milwaukee Punk Fest. Okay. Uh, we're playing back to back with some kind of nightmare. When's when's that? That's August twenty fifth. August twenty fifth. Um, Milwaukee Punk Fest is a six day event. It's a pre party, a four day festival, and then an after party. Oh shit! So we, I believe, are playing Saturday night. Okay. With some kind of nightmare. Okay. Um, prime spot. We're gonna get down and dirty. With our reggae party mm-hmm. at uh, Milwaukee Punk Fest. And then uh, the following weekend after that, I'm working on another festival that, again, until it's confirmed, I won't be able to talk about. Yeah. And then the following weekend after that is another one that I can't talk about. Yeah. Man. All right. And that, that's, the, that's the issue um, that we struggle with is a lot of these things aren't ever confirmed until the last minute, so we don't have time to... We're confirmed on the second weekend uh-huh. of September... But I'm not allowed to announce it until they do. Yeah. Because it is a huge festival. Okay. And so in my arrangement to be accepted on that bill, I'm not allowed to talk about it. But please stay tuned to DirtyReggaePunks.com, our Facebook. Even Live and Amplified will be talking about it because this is going to be off the hook. We're going to be like three Midwest festivals back to back. Yeah. And uh, I'm not going to talk about which ones except for Milwaukee Punk Fest because that's the only one that is... You can uh, talk about it, it's it that's the only one that's that's open on the docket but yeah. um the rest of them are are going to be coming together let's go back to the uh green jello show a second yes you think uh uncle bill might be interested in some live and amplified shenanigans or you can't speak on that uh i i can't i can't say for sure but i've never known bill to turn down a good time okay Tell him we won't even ask him to play Three Little Pigs. We won't even ask. Yeah, he's going to anyway. It might only be the only song he plays. I don't know. Really? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, I think it'd be great. And I really, you know, um, I would love to see Live and Amplified show up for that show. Okay. Um, As as we we have discussed... um, well, we'll keep you in the dark, and then we'll just randomly show up. Yeah. As we've discussed, there's a lot of things that we want to do at that show between yeah. you and I for footage. Um, so I think that we just need to play that one by ear. But yeah. as far as it goes, I know Bill's going to be there. Okay. And um, I've never known Bill to say no to fun. Okay. Cool. And since... I mean, it does kind of break our cardinal rule, but... I just have to warn you, though. Green Jello sucks. Yeah. And the the nice thing about the cardinal rule is you won't technically be breaking it because yeah. I am nomad chapter. Okay. So I come and go. Okay. Yeah, you that's know. Green Jello is Bill. Bill. Bill has the franchise band which consists of you know hundreds, hundreds. of people. And so Which is actually kind of an ingenious thing that he did. Dude, it's amazing. I mean, you kind of have an issue, or the only issue would be quality control from show to show. Well, that's definitely a problem, but when you're the shittiest band in the world, how big of a problem is that? That's true. I mean, Green Jello sucks. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. But Do you I mean, know how he got his name? How, how they went with Green Jello and how they slogan Green Jello sucks? Well, I know they slogan Green Jello sucks because they got sued by a craft company. No, they got sued by craft after that. Okay. Uh, the slogan came in 1981 okay. from one of Green Jell-O's first shows. Okay. Uh, Bill was a senior in high school mm-hmm. in, I want to say, Kenmore High School, Buffalo, New York. Okay. And uh, he drug a PA in during lunch, and they performed one of their first shows. And <laughs> everyone in the lunchroom threw their dessert at them and yelled, Green Jell-O sucks at the end of the set, and it was a giant food fight. Nice. And at that moment... Bill had an epiphany, and he stood there while everyone was throwing shitty Jello around, because Jello also originated in that yeah. area of New York. So um, while everybody was throwing Jello at each other, yelling "Green Jello sucks," Bill thought, "Hmm, everybody wants to be the best band in the world, but nobody wants to be the worst." And here, that title is open for the taking. Nice. And so he formulated his plan to become the worst band in the world. And uh, he has succeeded and been nominated for a Grammy, sold multi-platinum records, and is still touring over 30 years later. Nice. Full time. So, I mean... In He's theory, in Ohio right now doing a tour. Nice. So... Because I know we had reached out to him at one point about putting on a show, but since I no longer live in Roswell, I'm not... No, but next time Green Jello comes to Florida, I'll make sure you got okay. a way in. Okay. That'll be sweet. Yeah. So, it's always an interesting time. Oh yeah. So. I just remember I just remember the few times I've interacted with him over Facebook. It's mm-hmm. I'd imagine. Aliens. Yeah. Coming to you live. They amplified. Yeah, there you go. You need that for your intro. We need to get him to say that. Coming to you live and amplified. <laughs> now, Bill's, uh, Bill's really a great, yeah. a, a great influence on DRP. Um, he was a mentor to me for many years, and now, now we just are, are friends that see each other when we see each other. Yeah, and uh, that puts me, you know, in the nomad chapter. I don't really. I uh, do a lot of work with my home state chapter mainly because even the last tour that he did through Minnesota, I was in California for yeah. And we've been on the road so much, I haven't been able to hit as many tours or shows as I want to. But I remember when we were out in Vegas, for some reason, between the seven, seven of us, Somehow a rumor that Bill showing up at UFO Fests got started. Did were you involved in that? No, no. Nah, I never know where Bill's gonna show up. There, there, there was a rumor that somehow got started that if Bill were to randomly show up, it would either been Chromacon or UFO Festival. You know, there's, that's that's probably true if it were to happen, but. Yeah. Uh, I knew it wasn't going to happen. Oh, yeah. And yeah. I didn't start that rumor. Um, you know, Bill Bill does what he wants. Yeah. He is the king of the chaos castle. Yeah. So, um, and well, I mean, now he's got chaos, the heir to the throne. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, uh, the whole, the whole Manspeaker family is just an amazing group of people. Nice. And uh, Chaos has already toured probably 
uh, more in the last year as a young child than most people dream of. Nice. And it's amazing. The kid's just fantastic. Nice. So. Nice. Fucking love it. But yeah. Thank you again for coming in. I'll let you. I got laundry and shit to do. I got housewife. Yeah, I got to drive down to Tampa. And, um, you know, I think it's time for, yeah, for you're the gonna, signature closing line. Uh, I'll leave that one to you. Cause right. That's right. our time. Thanks for letting us waste yours. It's 